the lunar walls was supposed to be the most aggressive of us all. That's how you like the other leaders to think of us, isn't it? The most feared of mankind's warrior classes. Our reputation speaks for itself, sir. Welcome to the Mournable Podcast. I'm Keith and I'm joined today with Lyle. Hi. And Mike. Hi. Still no ad. He's, uh, he, he, he's been in hospital. He's got really bad man flu still. He's making the most of the sick night. So we're back, episode nine. Um, last episode we talked a bit about the Lunar Wolves. We're going to kick on with the Sons of Horus today. Yeah. So originally we kind of wanted to talk about the Legion during the Heresy. Yeah. And then have a separate episode about the Warmaster. Yeah. But we kind of hit on this thing last episode of the Legion at a certain point just being a representation of Horus. Yeah. Yeah, there was kind of, you can't talk about the Legion without talking about Yeah, Horus, so. I feel like if we tried to do that, we'd endlessly be like, oh, we're steering onto Horus at this point, so let's yeah. not do that. And then it'd be like a five-minute episode. <laughs> so uh, we're mainly going to be talking about Horus as a character um, throughout the heresy, a little bit pre-heresy, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, and looking at the Mournival as well. Yes. Again, you can't talk about Horus without talking about the Mournival. Yeah, and I think a lot of these, you know, like the Black Library books, um, even the Forge World stuff, like uh, the focus when they talk about the Sons of Horus is always on that set of characters. Yeah. Uh, and their sort of stories, their arcs, and things like that. So, uh, yeah, Horus Lupercal, the War Master. Yeah, the, the, the big cheese himself. <laughs> it starts out that way. Yeah. Uh, and then I wonder by the end whether he's really in control of anything. But we'll get there. We're, let's not start yeah, with the yeah. end of the story. Uh, we, we alluded last week to the, like, the mystery behind Horus and yeah. like his uh, origin story or whatever, right? Yeah. So, like, this thing, was he actually found on Cthonia or was he found... Did, did he make his way to Terra? Because this is a story that doesn't... No one seems to work out what actually happened there. Yeah, there's no defense, like other than Alpharius Omegon, like this is the one that's just yeah. a big mystery, and there's all these like mm. contradictory stories about it that mm. he was raised on Gaphonia, that he never left Terra, um, that he was sent by the Emperor to Cathonia for a bit, or there is one that he like comes back to Terra from Cathonia and, and bits and pieces yeah. like that. So it's all um very murky uh and i wonder if that's like is there this hint that's part of the emperor's design again there's this there's yeah. this air of mystery about horus the separate well, that's, him that's from the rest. The, there's the story that he never even left terror that he was one of the only products that was still there hmm. you know what's like irrefutable is he's the first primarch like he's yeah. there with the emperor more or less from the start however yeah. this all uh, panned out yeah. and again like is that 
how much of this is the Emperor's design? Like, is Horus, like, just destined to be the one? Because he was the one who kind it, of had a dad. It, it does feel that way. <laughs> I mean, it's so, so as Gillen's uh, the only, like, decent part because he's the only one who had a mum. <laughs> <laughs> and still has a mum. Yeah. It does, yeah. But it's yeah. one of those weird things in the books where, depending on what side you read the book from, they go, oh, yeah, so the Emperor created his sons and he planned for them to be spread into the universe. They're appropriate places. Or the next book, oh, the Cavs Gods did it. He had nothing to do. He didn't want that to happen. The next book, oh, you know, it was his plan. What is going on? I love that mystery, though. Yeah. Right? yeah. That, that's brilliant, because it leads to, like, my one of my favourite things is 30K conspiracy theories. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. I, I think those stars reading something online where people go, we need to know, this is the perfect time to find out who the missing legions are. I was like... No, I don't want to know. <laughs> It'd be cool. I love getting hints. I, I like that hints. To get more. Yes, yeah. But I don't want to know. And this yeah, is one of those ones I where that's... I think they've, they've never really, they've never said directly that this is the story. Yeah. They keep giving you hints. And again, I'm kind of happy not knowing. Yeah, I kind of, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's... It's interesting. It's interesting and it's, I find it brilliant where you make, you can just take one little nugget and just twist that yeah, to the yeah. way that you want that little bit to be if it's set in stone it's a little bit boring yeah 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 and it plays into like horus as a character as well right like you think of him in those first few novels of the, of the series uh, mm. like he, he's always one step ahead of other people yeah, yeah. And, and i think he probably courted that mystery around himself as well right yeah like, yeah yeah i mean um if you want to be in charge, it's nice to be separate to everyone else so mm. you, you have that mysticism. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's quite a long way. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm impressed. Not yeah. being impressed with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> we should start like a list of all keeps long words. Yeah. <laughs> My Englandish going wrong. <laughs> that's a big uh, word for the episode. <laughs> That's a new segment. Keeps <laughs> big word this week. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, don't play Scrabble with me. There's only like three letter words that I can do. <laughs> if you get a Z, you're screwed. No, Zoom. Uh, yeah. Come on, Mike. Yeah. I might. This could be, be a fun game to us. I might be able to stretch to zebra. <laughs> Yeah, you need the letters in exactly the right places. Yeah. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> like a pro. It's probably my mate telling me stories about wrestling that I don't care about. <laughs> um, Horus. Yes. So, uh, obviously, we, we kind of covered Ulanor last yeah. week. The Lunar Wars, the Triumph there, and Horus being proclaimed Warmaster. And I wanted to ask you guys, while Ad's not here, because we all know what he'll say, because of who he's a fanboy of. Yeah. Was Horus the right choice? Was he the only choice for Warmaster? What do you guys think? I'll let you go first. I think he was. I think from everything you read, the Emperor was grooming him. There's no doubt about it. The Emperor was grooming him to be who he was. So Horus, he's not the tactical genius that other Primarchs would claim to be. He's not 
there's no one thing that you could probably say he is the best at, except maybe his charisma. But he's a leader. More than anything yeah. else, he's a leader. Mm. I, this would be my theory: is he might not be the most tactical genius. He was up there. Mm. Oh yeah, he's um, up there. And he probably wasn't the most charismatic, but he was up there as a as a general bloke that you would want there to unify so many different personalities. Mm. I think he was the right choice. I think his ambition as well, right? Yeah. Like you might say that uh, someone like Lorgar potentially has more charisma, but it's like focused in a bit. It's yeah. like a that religious or ideological thing yeah. rather than the way Horus can relate to absolutely everyone mm. um, except some of his brothers. <laughs> I think also you look at, you go through the other Primarchs and so many of them you can kind of go, there is a Primarch that that Primarch's best mates with. Those are the two that get on the best. Like Logo and Magnus or um, uh, Phil Gr- uh, Fulgrim and... Um, Oh, the Iron Hand. Yeah. Oh, I yes. find that really contrived, though. That's a topic for another day. Yeah, but I but, find that really but contrived. It's so many of those There's a pair of Primarchs that are best mates. Yeah. And then you get to Horus, and he's got like seven or eight of them that are his best mate because he's worked with so and so. Yeah. He's yeah. got a particular bond. And that's another thing where he's just got all these people around him where you can just go, I know exactly how you're going to think, what you're going to do, and do you want me a favour, mate? Yeah. Yeah. And like we said before, he's had most of the legions if not being part of the lunar wolves yeah they've fought alongside them so he knows how to utilize their armies to mm. their best abilities mm. you know if um uh, what's his name if the imperial fist bloke don't don't Dawn. yeah i shouldn't know that my sister's don't <laughs> Yeah, if he was in charge, he would just want you to fight a certain way. Yeah. It would be effective, yeah, but it would only be a certain way that I you would I think there's a sense of that, like the tactics, um, mm-hmm. he's very good at blending them. There's also like, you can make a case for certain Primarchs being like the better tactician, maybe Gilliman, mm-hmm. maybe the Lion, like Fulgrim and the Emperor's Children have that like tactical perfection thing going on. Yeah. But Horus... And his legion as well, and I think that it's important to bring the legion into this uh, discussion. Like, they're much more like down to earth. Like those other ones I've, I've mentioned, yeah. there's like a, there's either like a snootiness or or a elitism to them that kind of shuts out also working together with the yeah. others. The other thing that I was thinking of, I think Horace was perfect for this one job for the crusade. Mm. Because we, we brought up Gilliman a couple of times. Gilliman, he might be tactically better, but he is about building an empire. He's the state builder. Yeah. yeah. You know him and Lorgar. Yeah. Uh, that's why I find that conflict so yeah. interesting. It's another one for another day. But but them guys would be great after the crusade yeah. mm. to unite everyone together under one banner. Yeah. But actually to claim them as part of the Imperium. Mm. Don't think Horace. There, there was anyone better than Horace. You only got to look at what his title was. Like yeah. He was the War Master. Yeah. He's not been given Prince or whatever, whatever titles you want to use. Yeah. He's the War Emperor. Master. That's mm. 
There's no Empress. mucking about. <laughs> Emperor Light. There's no mucking about. He is the War Master. I love it that in Horus Rising with the Interrex, yeah. look down on him with that. Like, what? Like, yeah. the guy in charge is, is called the War Master. Yeah, he's <laughs> wrong really? with you people. <laughs> <laughs> and you say you come to us in peace. <laughs> yeah. Mm. We'll sort of move on to. Uh, like Davin is where it all changes, obviously. Like this is yeah. the fall, and, and a, a couple of episodes ago we did a review of False Gods, so we won't spend loads of time on the details of this. No. Uh, but obviously this is where it all goes to shit. It does go all to shit. Um, and I think there's there's always been like a conflict in the source material about like what motivated Horus, like, to what extent he was tricked, to what extent he walks into it knowing yeah. exactly. I think it depends with the author as well. Mm. That's something that I do find... It, it might be my reading, but it's something I find a bit frustrating when you read the books. There's so many times where Horus is in control. He's beating the Chaos God at their own game. And the next book, something's happened to him, and he's kind of... You see him wake up from it. Like, but is that the the way the Chaos Gods are? They, they like to dangle the carrot, and when you think you're nearly there... Mm. So, no, it's, it's I, actually a banana, not I, a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sinesh, never change. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there is a general trend. And you're right, like, the authors kind of jump around a bit. That's the nature of having, mm. like, all these different people yeah. write about it. But I think there's a general trend from Horus, who chooses this path, who thinks he's the master of it? There's there's that scene I think in the third book where he, he talks to that like demon thing that the lodge summons. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not doing it your way. Yeah. Like mm. I'm in charge. I'm here. not your slave. But as time goes, and I think he I think he genuinely is in command for a long mm. time. But as things go on, as we will see, it's like that's that way chaos yeah. gets into I think things, it's, isn't it? the, the more power that he gets is the more the more he goes onto the chaos side he loses yeah. his control mm. at the moment he is in control and just using them as a part of his force but then you get to something like Molek I think it's probably old enough now that we can talk about where he goes down to that tunnel to sort of get the chaos gods given his four powers yeah the scary door yeah <laughs> and Wait, they said something like the Emperor played, went to the same place and he went and he tricked the Chaos Gods to give them their powers. Mm. And uh, Horus was supposed to go in and start worshipping, the, worshipping them and picking which one was going to give them the powers. Mm. Instead, he just went and beat everyone up. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but again, that's, that's Horus being Horus. That's Horus going, okay, so there's two ways I can do this. Cool, I'm going for the third way. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting that that. I wonder if Horus at the start of the heresy would have approached that differently to Horus by that point. Because I think he's already starting to lose control. Uh, I don't know, has anyone heard? I think it was just an audio drama. It's probably been printed in one of the anthologies, but the the thing, uh, I think it's just called The Warmaster. It's like a 10 minute audio thing, and it's like Horus watching all these like like this insane minority report thing of of, like the whole heresy unfolding before him. (laughs) And he's ranting about how he just wishes he had one Gilliman or what you know like <laughs> instead of these broken monsters that, that are on his side and then the, the big reveal at the end is he's talking to the severed head of Ferris Matters <laughs> like he's losing his shit as as things are going on and I wonder if that influenced 
what happens on Moloch and his decision to, like, I'm just going to pump the chaos ghosts. I was going to say, as we're talking about influence, because we see Paris with the the Mournable, which Mm. is a big influence to him as a unit, and then we see how the Mournable changes when a Horace starts to change as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the, the whole mournable aspect shows basically four parts of his, his personality. Yeah, it's supposed to be about balance, mm, and yeah. it's supposed to sort of keep him in check, although he also uses, like, manipulates them in, yeah. in these sort of, like, political ways and, and things like that. It's supposed to be about balance. Um I don't think it is by the time it's like reformed. Although no. interestingly, you guys were saying just before we started recording, you think there is a balance to it. It's just yeah, I it's think it's a swayed balance. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a skewed balance. There's definitely more to one side. Yeah, but I think that Abaddon goes from being the aggressive sort of let's 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 attack first, let's ask questions later, so he's then the calm one in the group. When you've got things yeah. like Kibra, uh, Kybra, yeah. yeah, you've got him as the other side now, being the one that keeps being kind of put a chain race that can kind of pull it back again. Yeah, but both of them are very aggressive. Yeah. Is it just that that's one of the focal elements of Horace's nature now that is more to the fore? Yeah, I, I think it represents that. Yeah. Like, I, I think Horace. As the heresy goes on, he becomes more power-driven, more um, like ruthless. Yeah, he wants the Mordeval to represent that, and basically just sort of follow uh, what he says. And yeah. uh, in a sense, like I think Abaddon picks Kyber for that same reason. It's a yeah. microcosm of that. Yeah, uh, I think Little Horus even says that to him, like we'll lose mm. the balance because he's basically just you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, the same is. is Little Horace and was it Noctua? Noctua? I can't pronounce that. Yeah, Graal Noctua, like the guy who's there so the Tormageddon can possess him. <laughs> There's no luck about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically they're very similar that they look at things in a strategic way. Mm. And again, that kind of follows how Horace is going. He's looking at a big picture tactically yeah. and how to fuck it up, yeah. <laughs> which is the other half of the Mordor. And, and the humanity that Loken and Torgadon represented yeah. in different ways yeah. in the early books, that's gone from Horus and it's gone yeah. from the Legion now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. The Mornival does still represent the balance of the Legion. It's just the Legion has lost its last shred of humanity, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So we come on to like the outbreak of the... We'll wind back a bit here because we've yeah. delved into... We've we, we got a little bit carried away. But I think like thematically you pursue these things, but we're going we're gonna to pull it back to uh, the outbreak of the heresy, Isfan 3. Mm. Um, and like Horus's plan initially, obviously, is... It's very Lunar Wolves. Like he's going to... Yeah. Purge his own legion and the ones loyal to him, and then yeah. he's just gonna like fuck off to Terra before anyone knows and yeah. rip the heart out of the empire. Yeah, uh, and he's also like done all these grand strategic things: send Gilliman off here and send Gilliman yeah. off there, like move the pieces around the board, get them yeah. out of the way. He's literally and, moved, moved everyone to one side, so he's got a nice clear straight run. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting, like, to consider how that might 
have played out if they hadn't have got word out about, about yeah. the, like the virus bombing and all that but shit. It means like, the heresy might have been done in like two years. Yeah, yeah. For me, there's one thing about that whole bit that I, I never really understood is that from the point where he falls to the point of Vistavan, there's obviously enough time that he's got, he's sending other legions that he knows are going to be hard to turn mm. off their own way. So he sends up the Blood Owners officers, Cygnus Prime. Yeah. The Ultramarines are sent off to their own thing. He's got all that sorted. But then when he comes to the um, Istvan 3 and he's sending his guys down, he's sending random squads, random HQs, he's sending whatever down is disloyal. Mm. Whereas you would have thought it'd make more sense. He's got the time to restructure his command to be whole companies that you can go, third companies now, the ones that I know are going to be loyal to the yeah. Emperor, send them down. This That's is, less suspicious. This is a problem with a big IP. I don't think you can answer this in-universe, no. like in a Watsonian sense. It, the, the reason that this happens is those books were written those novels were written and then years went by and other people wrote things and it was a proper chronology of the heresy developed and it was like oh you know what actually it should take this many years and Mm. the impression you get in the in the opening trilogy is horrors falls and like six months later he's um purging his own legion and since then they were like wouldn't it be more interesting if he was secretly given the newest weapons to like, and yeah. supplies to his favoured legions and he would take time to corrupt this Primarch and like that's just more sensible but I think in the early days yeah, yeah. it probably was supposed to be like but it's something just going down. back and rereading it, it's a bit frustrating to see they're going why is nobody find well they, they do find it weird but why is nobody finding it even weirder that we're sending down squad A from company B and or that they send down elements of four fucking space marines, yeah. like tens of yes. thousands of yeah. space marines to crush like a human insurrection. Yeah, yeah. and then you yeah. look at another legion that's on the trade side, and it's like, oh yeah, we just we purge our own legion by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's that's a lot cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Or, I was gonna say, well, you read like some other books where it like, takes ten marines to do a whole fucking planet. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Thousands. It's because this is like a massively iconic part. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the heresy yeah. coming into Black Library and Full Draw picking it up was Istvan, Prospero, Kalf, some bits and pieces with the walls, yeah. more like names of things than anything, yeah. and then Terror, right? That yeah. was it. And you actually get the impression that was what the novels were going to be. Mm. Yeah. And then it just fucking exploded. So you're going to get those like incongruities with it and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why uh, the Sons of Horus spent so long on the shelf. Yeah. Oh. It felt for ages that like they were like, let's just not talk about Horus. <laughs> I, I think it's got to be hard to write about someone who's meant to be so charismatic and everything like that, mm-hmm. and how he changes and his legion changes as well. Yeah. Um, trying to show the steady change mm. of the legion because I still think, like, towards the end of the heresy, they've still got their marbles. They're twisted. Yes. But they are still legion legionnaires. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're still a military force mm. where some of the others are just mental nut jobs yeah yeah 
And that's like that thing that Horus is bemoaning, right? In yeah. That, in that short story, like yeah. Angron, Fulgrim, and you, you just sort of point their legions at something yeah. and just let it off the leash. Who wrote Slaves to Darkness? I want to say Lloyd Golding, but I'm not sure that's dry. No, because I feel Cause I think he's like he had left by then and he was yeah. an editor. Like, whoever that was, that was one of those novels you read. Right. It. It's, it's actually brilliant. And at the end, mm. they've got the Ed, the um, author's notes. And he goes on for ages about saying that the way they built it up, there's nine legions versus basically about four that are in the field. Mm. And there's no way the traitors could lose at all. They're even going slow. They're, they're, they're doing anything they can. They, there's no way they can lose this. But the whole point of chaos is that it can't get on. It can't just go, right, this is the plan. We're doing the plan. Yeah. Because the gods have to argue. They can't get on for very long. And it's it's kind of interesting to see how all the other leaders are kind of breaking down. They are going nuts. But Horus is keeping his legion in line. And... He's losing control. He is definitely losing control. But his legion is the one solid form in this whole thing. And that's that's an interesting um, like auxiliary note. To, like I was gonna mention this thing about like we've been talking about this quite a bit that he very consciously holds his legion back yeah. as a reserve. Like he like in in any situation he can, he'll spend the lives of any other legion or like. These millions of human auxiliaries as pure currency, but the sons of Horus are like this reserve. So there's like a twofold thing going on there. Mm. Um, he's definitely, you, you read his books, and he's definitely not afraid. He knows in war you spend men to do the job, but he's not afraid to do that at all. Mm. But I think as Warmaster, he knows he's much, much happier to spend um, other legions, hold his guys back. I think you see it in a lot of the later ones where the only reason he sent his guys out is to do the very, the, the one kind of thing that he has to do right. Yeah. Like, you can't trust Angor's legion. You trust it to hits. Yeah. His alone. I wonder if he trusted any of them. Pertrabo at one point, maybe? I think he trusts them to do a job. Yeah. I think he, he trusted... Uh, Mortarian. Mortarian was the... He absolutely yes. did. He, he, absolutely, he was your, his boy. Bang on about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's almost like the main theme of uh, Book 4 from yeah. Forge World, um, that he kept Mortarian alongside for so long. But even then, by the time they get to Terra, like, we even they're see just later on, monsters, like the, they, like? what, I, I won't say Shadow One, that's not the right one, but the thing with Medusa. Mm. Where they they do an assassination attempt on Horus mm. with the gunship, and they take out Mortarion instead. Guess what? Guess what? The Fire Raptor was released this week. Yeah, <laughs> so it's not. not. <laughs> but they take out Mortarion, and he is devastated about that in a way yeah, that yeah. he's willing to throw other Primarchs away. Yeah, like, I think it's just around three where he's threatening to firebomb um, Angron already. Yes. Atari, yeah, Atari that's, in, that's interesting. Like, Angron just fucking slips the leash immediately. Yeah. And Horus is like, can I afford to just obliterate him from He's, space? Probably not, because I don't want to have to fight the whole of the world eaters yeah. as well. Space Dallas is John French. Sorry. Ah, okay. John yeah. French. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was one of the things. Is like, you see what Angron can do when yeah. he went down there. It's like, I, I've got to use him in a different way because I can't just 
And I think he, he's got that fluidity to him as a commander as well. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, this hasn't gone to plan, the virus bomb in, but it's a good way to, like, blood that, like, yeah. my legionaries yeah. and these three Primarchs and their legion and, like, tie them to me. Um, yeah. And his whole plan has to change after Isfan 3. And we move on to, like, the drop site massacre um, a little bit later than that. And, yeah, we don't really need to delve into everyone knows about the drop site massacre, right? Yeah, but I think it's still the... Other than terror, that is the well, maybe Frostbrite, but the iconic thing of the yes. heresy. Yeah, yeah. It's the drops like yeah. massacre. You can just say that, and everyone kind of goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> well, that's it. Prospero is only kind of uh, cult to just people who play that legion, same as like the cow. Mm. You know, that's an iconic battle, but only really for the people who play them legions. Yeah, mm. I can see that. Um, well, this, I think this. You know, a lot of people don't have any association with them legions so much. World Eaters are very popular, but every the other four are kind of there's few people. I suppose you've got like in the end you've got the full roll call of traitors except the sons there. Yeah, but I, I, yeah. Perhaps you would more identify with like the loyalists getting fucking butchered and the yeah. main fight is yeah like. <clears throat> those original four traitors as well really isn't it yeah and i think also that it's early on you in book what three no it's later isn't it it's, it's full it's group, like Fulgrim. Yeah. Uh, yeah is there another one early on when they touch on it yeah, maybe i not. think it's i think there's a couple i think one of the yeah there's i think there's a couple but early on you've got a primark death straight away they just mm. uh, we're probably going off topic here but Straight away, they just throw Primark Death in, though. Yeah. And you know in the Heresy, there's not many Primark there's, there's too few Primark Deaths. Yeah. But they throw one in early doors, so you know straight away, we're not mucking about here. They're a Primark, they're the Emperor's Son, they the best. We're going to kill them. Don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. Uh, I have to agree. I don't think there is enough there needs to be death. There definitely needs to be more. I'm, I'm really hoping the Siege of Terror is going to have a couple of surprise ones you want you want swerve primarchs dead don't you what? i want swerve characters dead just just yeah yeah, yeah. characters well, to get fucked my theory is there's enough loyal primarchs that go missing with dubious stories that it feels yeah. to me like that can easily be retconned to be a oh that's just the imperium going right we've lost sanguinius we've lost mm. the emperor we can't have too many deaths they'd be noble mm. sacrifices yeah but yeah. Korax's death was just doing a job that it wasn't that it found. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he vanished. That that would be great. I have a pet theory that one of them's in that Necron guy's collection. It's based on almost yeah. nothing. Okay. But I love yeah. the idea of yeah. him having a Primarch in stasis. Yeah, yeah. 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 we're going well off topic now. Yeah, yeah. So I, just, <laughs> I really, really hope that they just at some point you read a book you get what the crap. <laughs> I just think that'd be brilliant if they did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I guess people probably felt that way with um, the Alfarius thing. But if you're gonna do it, that's the easiest that, way. That, I think that is a cop out. Yeah. yeah, it could be one of two, and then it, it's not even guaranteed to be one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> Massive cop out. Shall we get back to the Sons of Horus? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so from this point, like Horus. He has all the advantages except surprise now, right? Yeah. Like he's massacred three legions. He's like kicked a load of the rest of them to the field. Yeah. And he can kind of manoeuvre the traitor yeah. legions into yeah. where they want. What 
what I found interesting is it, this element now that in, was introduced uh, by Forgeworld in, uh, in book four of the dark compliances. And this really is yeah. like a mid period of the heresy yeah. where like Horus now is basically building his own shadow empire. Like yeah. he can't yeah. go for the throne. He can't do the spear tip on terror. Mm. So now it's all about intimidation, shows of force when necessary, yeah. but basically bringing planets over to him yeah. uh, one massacre it's, or one threat at a time. It's also getting resources because yeah. he, he needs the resources exactly. to actually take, it, take on terror. This is a protracted war now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, we know space marines can last like weeks without food, but we're talking years, you know, yeah. they can't do that. Yeah. So. You know, endless fucking munitions and yeah, uh, it's really an, a, a, and a resource that, that people don't think about a lot, like fucking replacements for space marines. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Forge will go into the details of how many tens of thousands die yeah. on Isfan three, Isfan five. Like, yeah, you need tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands more. Yeah. Um, adolescent boys to turn into space marines. Yeah. Like, you're going to need And you've got to do it fast. Yes. Space war is, what, six years from start to finish? I, mean, yeah. I think that's the time they give it now. Yeah. That's not enough time to make a marine. I'm not making marine in enough quantities. The way they were. Yeah. 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 But that's, yeah. And that's always been hinted. That's where the sort of degeneration of the trade allegiance yeah. begin, like, mm-hmm. perhaps not begins, but it's an influence on it. Yeah, I mean, it's they end up not having the. I'm trying to think of the word. Keeps word of the day. Yeah, no. <laughs> but they kind of lose their restraint. They're not. Um, they don't take the time. Then it's stability, perhaps. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's yeah. Stability is probably the word that. Mm. Yeah, I think in uh, Solar War again, try not to do spoilers, but they have contingents. They call them. The newborns, or it's something like that. It's it's a it's just a throwaway word. Yeah. It's it's fairly obvious they're talking about just mass produced, mass back grown almost space yeah. marines. They're not quite the full. Well, those are ones where they're like they're, they're just copy markings, uh, Caponian markings on there. They yeah, yeah. don't even really know they, what yeah. they mean. They've had nothing they're just to do copying them on the. Yeah. Oh mate. And they they throw them away because they're not as good as a proper marine. Yeah. But they're close. They're still much, much better than they would otherwise be. Yeah, they, they get fucked up by normal marines, but it's just the fact yeah. is that they're trying to prove themselves and they're willing to do it. And they're cheap and expendable. So what more yeah. do you need? Yeah, like like plastic marines instead of full drop marines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're expendable. Don't talk to me about full drop marines. <laughs> so much money. On the other hand. When you drop a plastic marine, you don't worry anywhere near as much. That's She's true. She's got a definite bonus to it. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I love this idea of um, all these marines who are, are basically like are created through the heresy. Like, there's suddenly a point where maybe even the majority of legionaries don't remember a, a, mm. a time before this, and and a lot of them may not even know what they're really fighting for or it, it's just this like callous industrial uh, machine grinding yeah. these people out like yeah but it's kind of what the legion's all about anyway it is 
But there was at least, it depends oh, how much you believe the emperor and all that stuff, there was at least a pretense of like ideology and culture and, and things like yeah. that about the Imperium. Yeah. And now it's Different just, levels. we have to win the fucking war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, as we're talking about some parts of the Legion, there's like some of the key characters. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we could start off like with, with the original Mordor. Yeah. So. You can start off with Garvey or Logan. So the best one, the most handsome, the best hair colour for a start. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think Loken Loken's a really interesting character because he's almost not a stereotypical Sons of Horus or a Lunar Wolf. No, but I would classify him as a very stereotypical space marine. Yes. Mm. I think that's kind of what makes him interesting is that you know Aradon, they, when you first meet them, they've thrown in um, Aximund and Sorgadon. And you, you kind of get the feeling they're probably going to die at some point in the heresy because you don't know their names. But yeah. <laughs> Loken's the main character. Loken's the one you follow. So, again, you, you, you know he doesn't survive, but something interesting is going to happen to him. But he's, he's more human than anyone else. He's, he's the classic insight into the Legion without well, being distant enough that he's willing to pick up on some of the weirder things about the Legion. Yeah. I think is kind of why I'm looking at him. He's very naive, but they need that for the story to work. Yeah, yeah he's, he's more like... It's almost unbelievable that this guy's a captain in the Lunar War. Yes, that's, that's one thing. Especially because he's a protagonist for you to like get into yeah. the story, yeah. So... One thing I was going to say is, with Abaddon, especially with the first three books, I, I feel they go very much like a 40k Abaddon. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, without any of the kind of redeeming qualities, like in 40k, he is the war master. He is, yeah. he is a tactical genius, whereas in the first three, he's just a tact dog. And he's yeah. done something that Horus couldn't. Ten thousand years. Yeah, like he's yeah. kept the gods at bay. Like he isn't yeah. just like their vessel. He is. But know, in the first three books, there's no hint of that. Yeah. Short yeah. of knowing his name, you, you wouldn't have picked him out if you didn't know where the story was going. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, I I struggle to pick out any characteristic. <laughs> any is is overly harsh. Um, other than my Tarek being like a bit of a lad. Oh. <laughs> he's just your normal sort of proper. Barracks, yeah, yeah, sort of soldier. He's yeah. like a rugby player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Um, but yeah, like the, the, the rest of them. He's the head of the group. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's in the second book. I, I'd note when we were doing the false gods, where I think there's something like they're talking about the horse. Uh, yeah, it's horses walking onto the the main um, deployment deck, and he's they're doing their it's horse play in the background. Is like, hmm. I just don't see Abaddon. <laughs> I just I can't see it. Is is that a problem with That's what we were just saying yeah. that Abaddon was too much of just angry 40k guy at yeah. the start? I, yeah, uh, I, I, I just don't see the horseplay, but it's interesting to see him see the group, the way they work, the way they do bounce with each other. They are very very different, mm. but they do bounce in exactly the way they hint the Mordival should work. It seems to function, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. 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 Um, 
Yeah, so I mean, we haven't spoke about Little Horace. That's kind of what I mean. Like, I, I don't know. People go, oh, he's a tactical genius. And I fucking love that short story, Little Horace, mm. where he loses his face. It's just a great bit of writing, uh, the whole thing. Like, he's, he, he's almost got, like, vague PTSD about Logan, yeah. um, which is awesome. I, I love it when space marines get PTSD in yeah. his books, basically. Like, I would have to say, he does seem to become a better character. Yeah. When he's faced his yes, I I yes. think he was one of those characters where he they needed two more names to fill in the last two gaps. Mm. They decided yeah. they had to put one on each side. And he so, was going to be the one that had like doubts. Yeah, where yeah. Abaddon is like going going mm. full in. Yeah, and then they kind of got stuck at the point where they went right. We, oh, he's alive. Um, we should do something with this guy now. Yes, and that's where all of a sudden he became interesting. Yes, mm. see what he's. I think the first time I really bumped into him properly was in the Medusan books, mm-hmm. where he's the... I'm sure it's him that's given the job of tracking down the islands. Little Horus is a big part of this. So is... I'm going to have to look at his name because I never know which one it is. Tybot Mar? Like, yeah. in that first book, he's, he's the either or the or, right? Yeah. Like, I always, yeah, always forget about him. The Little Horus and that guy yeah. <laughs> are, like, the ones... This is a big... Another big campaign in the middle years of the heresy is the whole Shattered Legions thing, hunting mm-hmm. down the, the scattered survivors. And and those two are the ones who like perceive there's like a grand strategy and that's Medusan's like yeah. the yes. campaign, the, like guerrilla campaign against the against Horus. Yeah. Still a dangerous book. I can't read that without just toying with Iron Hand ideas. I just fucking hate him too much. Dangerous. <laughs> I still have ideas for Arm. Yeah. <laughs> they have to be like pure bastard to do them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other character that we haven't really spoke about is. Um, Cruz? Yeah. Acton Cruz? Yeah, Acton Cruz. And um, Maragos Twisted. Yes. I recently discovered something about him because I'm a little bit behind on some books, but I can't spoil it. It was a spoiler for me, and yeah, interesting. I'm all for spoilers. Yeah, I, I love spoilers. <laughs> I'm the sort of person that you're watching TV series, and I'm I'm skipping ahead on well, Wikipedia to try and work out what happens. Okay, okay. Uh, it's just my wife nice. I'm the bloke that people tell me spoilers, and by the time I get there, I'm you've like, forgotten about I've it. I've forgotten about yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember this after. <laughs> um. Right, we'll, we'll put that aside for a sec, I reckon, though. Um, hmm. What do we think of these characters? What's the... Now, um, you're a big Cruise fan, boy, aren't you? I do like I do like Cruise. Um, I do like Marius Twisted, but more for game purposes than... I was just going to say, that's because he gives you your vets, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> um, I, I find how weird he is so awesome in the game, but, like, actually in the books, he's... He's just a broken man. He's he's that like grand vizier sort of character. Yeah. Right? Every evil warlord in yeah. a trope needs like the guy behind the throne who, who's he's Jafar. Yeah, he's like Jafar or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to make one for parrot now. <laughs> Still a little play. Still yeah. a little parrot. Um, yeah, I mean. Jackson Cruz, I mean, he is just the the last Lunar Wolf. There's nothing more you can... What about Logan? 
I don't disagree with you. I just wonder, like, what is it? Just Cruz's like age and his link to the past. Yeah, that's... I think um, he he was like one of the first. He was captain for the Lunar Wars for so long. He has that link to the past mm. where they was solely Lunar Wars. They was the sixteenth Legion, the the best that the Emperor had to offer at that yeah. time. I wish, and maybe you guys disagree, I don't know, I wish that Vengeful Spirit wasn't such a bloated mess and then his death might feel like it mattered. Yeah. Like, I have no opinion of that. It's just something else that happened in that book. I find Vengeful Spirit, the bits where the Night Eretz are doing their stuff is like um, Frodo and Sam in Lord of the Rings. With the bit of the film you kind of skip through. You skip through that bit and get back to the corners. <laughs> It's the thematic heart of it, though. It's, it's, yeah, that's, it's, that, that's the problem. It's Tolkien working yeah, through the song, because you couldn't talk about that stuff back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's what that is. That's but, the problem, um, though. That, like, Lord of the Rings, Frodo is the story, yeah. but it's not the interesting part of the story. Yeah, Ventral Spirit, yeah. the Night Errants are the story, mm. but it's not the interesting part of the story. We want to read about Molech. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the knights and all the cool stuff that's going on. Yeah. And there's perpetuals, and that's normally that you skip over. But even then, the perpetuals. No, I, I really like that stuff. I yeah, really, I'm, I'm a sucker for like more nuggets about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we went off again. Yeah. Uh, any yeah. other characters that, that that really come to the fore in the series in the Sons of Horse? I know there are other ones scattered yeah. around, but they tend to just be like like Sergar Targos and people are like, oh, he's the Lodge Master. Yeah. I mean, okay. uh, yeah. We can mention about. Sejanus, but we mentioned him more yeah. in depth when we do the, done the books. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's more like a symbol of like lost to Horus. Like that's yeah. another thing that Chaos sort of uses to get at him, isn't it? Like, yeah, the perfect um, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we so I, I think we've probably touched on on all the characters we wanted to. Um, we've come to uh, we've come back around to Moloch a bit here, so. Horus by the end, is he just a complete tool of chaos? Obviously, there's all that stuff in, in Slaves to Darkness, and we're getting onto books I don't necessarily want to spoil because they're mm. a bit closer yeah, to the end of the close. series. Like, if you haven't read Horus Rising by now, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even I've read that. <laughs> we listened to it. <laughs> well, I think that's no, why I was fucking that it. one. Because I actually oh, have did, the, did, I did yeah, read that yeah. one. I, I haven't read any of the others. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Keith, don't read. No. That's not here, so I was going to say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, read. I think my problem now is that when you got to the Solar War and starting the next one after that, there's so much in that that obviously we don't want to spoil at all because there's so much good stuff coming. But you really do see the Sons of Horus doing it, and, and Horus being who he's supposed to be, who they've written these guys up as. In yeah. ways that in the other novels they keep going. Horus is amazing. He's brilliant. He's 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 a great guy. He's a great tactical genius. He's lost control of his legions. Oh, you know, don't, don't, don't look at that. I'm gonna have to say, like most of the books, you always look into the sons of Horus. You don't look at the sons of Horus. It's always mm-hmm. someone outside telling you how great Horus yeah. is, how great his legion is. You don't actually see how he actually is. Or you get. Just like scenes of him as the Dark Lord. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of weird. So. Yeah. 
it's a shame that we're not doing this like a year from now where we can really go into that solo war stuff. Yeah. Because like we all know how this ends. Yes. But it's those solo war books like Horus needs to come to the fore and it sounds like I haven't read them yet but you've been enjoying them haven't you like mm. it sounds like he is really coming to the fore again it's very important that they deliver that well yeah they have to show why he is the war master mm. and he is there's no mucking about he is he's he knows what he's doing you easily hits the way through even but, at that stage where yeah. he's kind of withdrawing into like the like Lupercal's court or whatever is like just a pocket dimension in the warp and stuff, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Because it's like pissing off a bad one, isn't it? That he's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but so, okay. so okay. much good stuff. So <laughs> much good stuff. So, is there anything else that we want to talk about before us? Uh, or have we covered most of the bases? I, I feel like we've, we've gone... I think we've covered enough and other stuff that... We have touched on well, the bases, maybe not in this episode. Yeah, I mean, we've still got uh, what, one more book on the trilogy to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'll start seeing a little bit more. And obviously, I, I, I like mean, years it. from now, we'll be doing a reread of Slaves to Darkness and we can really delve yeah. into that yeah. stuff, right? But, and the Solar War stuff. So, yeah. you know. So there's definitely books we can skip to get there quicker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying this read along with Keith sort of series, so I'd like to keep it going. Yeah. Because I'm not that far into the books. I've skipped read a few. <laughs> you know, it might give me the motivation to finally finish the series as well. Yeah. Oh, I think that was like a hobby goal of mine this year. Yeah. To read the last like 10 or so books. It, it makes me sad that you're not. Like, I'm not upset with all the short stories and some of the anthologies I haven't bought because I'm not sure what ones I have and haven't read in the past. Yeah, yeah. But the main series, there's... There's ups and downs. Uh, yeah, there, there always has been. But Fewer's Abyss, absolute bottom. But I, I've still got that one to listen to. I want to, I want to find out how bad everyone oh. says. I like. I mean, like, I'm not going to defend it. It's bad. We're way off topic, by the way. But <laughs> I'm not going to defend it. It's bad. But I don't understand why it's berated so much. It's just another generic bowl of porn. Yeah. Thing. Well, this is the thing. I love bubble porn, so I probably <laughs> really fucking enjoy this and go, what are you nutters talking about? One, and if the other one is, he would be shouting me down. That's kind of what I think we've got. What's that one about the Iron Hands that gets a really bad rep as well? Uh, I've got a fucking clue what it's called. I've, uh, it it, it gets slated and... <laughs> The only one I had was I can think of it, just Medusa, which is the anthology. No, it's, it's like after the drop site massacre and they land somewhere and there's like, it brings in the thing about old Necrontier tech being able to shut off the wall. Uh, and all the, but all the human people were going mad on the planet. And it's kind of got this like Lovecraftian vibe to it. It's not good, but I don't understand why it's <laughs> slated so much. It but, um, anyway. We'll, we'll come across yeah, that as we're going. Yeah, 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 Keith, yeah. We'll come across yeah. that. <laughs> That's like 20 or 30 books. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sons of Horus. Yeah. Horus, all that stuff. Is there anything else? Like, do we need to sum up here? Uh, I think we've covered most of the things. And I'm sure we'll come back around to him anyway because it's the War Master. Yeah. If we miss I mean, anything, he'll come back This up. is the thing because I, uh, I kind of want to end these like Legion dissections with. with generic question about how important are they to the story and that kind of thing but yeah with the sons of horus yeah exactly (laughs) right like this this is the whole point 
I, I think we will cover a lot more of Horus as we progress mm. through other legions. Yes. Um, with how he would use them, things like that, and if he actually uses them to their full potential. Yeah. 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 Do you think he uses the Sons of Horus to their full potential? Yes. I don't think he does, but I can understand why he uses them the way that he does. Because their legion become is basically going to Terra in full strength. Yeah. yeah. Where the others have been depleted and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's that's my theory. So you you reckon he's not using them to full potential because he's not using them? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because I think there is a while where they do essentially just become the War Master's bodyguard. They almost yeah. become like the lead, uh, like individual centurions lead like armies of dark compliance with yeah. militias, or yeah. they go out on like yeah kill teams hunting down the shattered yeah. legions. So I, I see you coming from. I, I, I feel like any good warrior needs to practice, mm. and I feel maybe that could be a downfall by the time they get to Terry's. Like they haven't been used enough. Are they rusty? Yeah, but I think oh. for me, Horace's whole thing is that you spend other legions. Like he, oh, I get as that. the Warmaster, you can't be seen for your guys to be dying. Right, I get, I get that theory. But let's say like um, you play football, yeah, and you spend six months out injured, and then you come back, and you expect to play ninety minutes. Sons of Horus had a fucking sports earlier, or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know? I think it's an interesting idea. Um, mm. Yeah. No, it's a very good point. But then that's, I suppose that's the joy of being a space marine. There's We're probably underselling the extent to which, in all the little gaps yeah. in yeah. these stories, the Sons of Horus are actually fighting all kinds of. Yeah, we didn't yeah. even talk about that actually. There's yeah. the whole like Battle of Yaren and uh, Trisolian and all yeah. that, all that shit. So there are really... times when they're engaged. Yeah, sure. What... On a legion level. Yeah. yeah. What What I'm kind of thinking of it's like. We're talking about people that like were born to fight. That's all that they do every single day. Mm. All of a sudden to just be nitpicked at certain targets, mm. you know, not wanting to get too fucked up, you know, being purposely held back from yeah a lot of small engagements. And then all of a sudden it's like they're either gonna be sort of the, all that anger and everything like that's just gonna be built up that when they are let off the leash, they're just gonna go for it. Is that horse's plan as well? Maybe. Because again, we've we've covered the new Mornival where the skew is towards being angry and being aggressive. Yeah. Is that his plan? Is he trying to get to the point where he unleashes them? Mm. Maybe. Is are they becoming more and more out of his control? As he withdraws from reality, as he becomes a slave to darkness. And as the gang culture resurfaces and they regress into something a bit more feral, I don't know. But you see, I, I think there's yeah. different ways of looking at this. I don't think I've got a direct answer, but I, I do think of all the maybe it's like his origin. Maybe there is no direct yeah. answer. Like yeah. all these things. Are, yeah. I think from what I've read, his is the legion that does stay the most coherent. Mm. It is the most like a legion by the end, mm. or by at least by the start of the Civil War. It's the, it's yeah. more of a legion. I suppose Ghost of 40k as well. The Black Legion is still a legion, whereas the other ones are just war bands. Hmm. Yeah. So, potentially. 
But it's kind of going round the question to get to an answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so should we call it there for the I for this episode? So yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So um, thanks for listening to what's this episode? Nine. Nine. Yeah. So nine. professional. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was nine. I think no it's idea. nine. Might be ten. And I Might think uh, next time we're going to wrap up Sons of Horus chat. Yeah. And move on. Yeah, with rules and painting. Yeah, think. actually, yeah. Playing, yeah, yeah. Like, having a Sons of Horus army rather yeah. than us. But you play a game, so yeah, let's talk about the game. Yeah. Right, so. I mean, we've established we're all rubbish at it, but let's do that. <laughs> Keith can talk about painting. It'll be great. Yeah, there yeah. <laughs> And you put this colour on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Thanks. See ya. Luna Wolves were supposed to be the most aggressive of us all. That's how you like the other legions to think of you, isn't it? The most feared of mankind's warrior classes. Our reputation speaks for itself, sir. I still went Cockney. I can't not do it Cockney. It's a happy place. <laughs> right.